What's up, everyone? Steve Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man, host of the Long Beach Social Experiment. I just want to say thank you to everyone for your love and support and prayers for my son, Alexander Martinez. Uh, he's making a full recovery. Um, I had to take some time off from work and from podcasts to really focus on him. Um, but he's doing good. Um, I'll just say this. I'm taking it one day at a time, but my son is doing good. So again, thank you for your prayers. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I really do, guys and ladies. Um, also, I want to give a huge shout out to um, Jose Ramos, the host of the Ranting with Ramos podcast. Um, I just heard that um, his wife passed away from cancer. So uh, my prayers um, to him and his family goes out to uh you know Mega Man host of the Lombie Social Experiment. Um I heard that he made a a GoFundMe to help out any any donation can help out for his wife's funeral. So again, um if you guys and ladies have time, go to Instagram, um type in Ranting Ramos Podcast, follow Show some love, but also donate some money to his GoFundMe. So um, again, Jose, uh, my prayers goes out to you and your family. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, also, um, I know a lot of people are asking me, like, hey, are you going to put out any haunted, spooky stories? Yes. Um, I'm probably going to bang out four episodes, uh, Angels and Demons, uh, Ghost Stories, uh, conspiracy talks with Mega Man, and I'm gonna do a live podcast, um, you know, for Halloween. So that's in the works. Um, also, <clears throat> when you're done hearing this episode with my with my guest, uh, Mike Cano, the comedian, uh, follow him. Follow him on Instagram. Um, he does he he does comedy shows and a lot of uh, uh, wineries, uh, uh, special events, but. You know, you're going to see him around. I'm going to be promoting on my page uh, what events he's going to be uh, doing comedy. So, again, follow my boy, Mike Cano, and also follow the Instagram uh, page, uh, Sam's Cry. That movie will be coming out next year in 2023. Um, I, when I come back in November, I think the first or the second week of November, <clears throat> I have a lot of upcoming people who are going to come on the Long Beach Social Experiment. I'm I'm super stoked. I can't wait. But um, again, uh, family first. Um, I'll just say this. When I do come back from my break, I'm going to come back with a vengeance. So I have good people coming on the Long Beach Social Experiment. Um, also, please rate review on Apple Podcasts and also leave me some stars on Spotify and other than that, um, just shout outs uh, to all you guys and ladies who hear the Lobby Social Experiment podcast, uh, the Sancho's Garage uh, team. Um, I did a guest appearance for We Don't Smoke the Same with Ease On and <clears throat> Ease On and um, and uh, XG. It, you can check it out on audio or on YouTube. We Don't Smoke the Same podcast. And um, just shout outs to... Um, my kids, uh, Gavin, Alex, and Miliano, uh, my daughter, Luna, uh, daddy loves you. And, uh, that's pretty much the way it's about it. 
All right, so um, enjoy this episode, and uh, till next time. Later, everyone. Uh oh, what we got? We got technical difficulties. Yeah, I'm getting set up. I'm not an IG live guy, man. I'm more of a what's Zoom. up, Mikey? What's up? I'm a Zoom guy. Uh oh, you. You know what? I kind of like Zoom, but I'm more like sometimes it freezes up sometimes. Oh, and IG Live is just the best ever. <laughs> this is the messed up part, bro. I bought a Quilligan. I got backgrounds. I got screens. I got cameras for Zoom. You can't do any of that with IG Live. I tried to run it through my laptop. Made me feel like I got some DOS system running or something. It was messed up, man. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, uh, Zuckerberg, you got to step your game up. Look, at, I can't even put it in this because I have to do that sideways and we'd be oh all fun. Oh, my God. You're going to throw out my rotator cuff. Okay, Mega Man, you're going to throw out the rotator cuff trying to talk to you all morning, but forget oh it. Oh, my can't. God. That's the thing. Everyone's trying to do this way or that way on social media to try to make it like a clear picture or sometimes it freezes up. Maybe they didn't pay their fucking cable bill. I don't know. It's Spectrum. Spectrum be messing with you, bro. Frontier oh, do it too. They throw the little hey, signal. I have but... Spectrum. I have Spectrum, and they're fucking up. I was like, wait, hold up. I was paying $39 for for, for internet, and that jacks up to $80, $80. Like, what am I getting? The same old stuff they've been giving you, bro. You Fuck call it. them because there's technical difficulties. They talk to you like you're stupid. Well, did you reset it? Well, did you reprogram the router? Well, did you download the app so you can check the speed whenever you want? Like, bro, why don't you just give me what you told me you're going to give me? And we wouldn't have these problems. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's like, yeah, I, went to, I went to Spectre, and I'm like, hey, can you kind of cut this down? It's like, well, Mega Man, we can give you maybe $3 off. Man, fuck this. I'm going to Verizon. No. Send, and they told me, well, your services, you can go over there if you want. They don't give a fuck, man. They don't care, bro. Ain't no customer service. Spectrum treats you like you're on the spectrum. That's what's going on. Oh That's how they treat you. Our customers are on the spectrum, and we will treat them that way. All right. Yeah, yeah fuck them. Hey, so my guest for today is the man, Mike Gatto. What is up, man? How's it going, guys? Uh, how, was, how, was, uh, how was your performance last night? Uh, it was great, man. I was at the San Antonio Winery in L.A., and uh, I've been able to partner with them for a couple years now and get this show up and running. They re newly renovated, so we took a couple months off. It's always like a little rusty coming back, but, man, it was great. I'm going to post the videos and the photo, the oh. magic comedy, and it's just a fun time without the heartburn of comedy club food. You understand? There's an actual chef making delicious food. There's amazing drinks. Hello, Stella. Uh, all the Stellas come from there. Every single one of the Stellas, the Riboli wines come from there. They even got a brandy now that they're making these little cocktails out of that are amazing, too. I was like, man, this is it. You know, you go to a comedy club, pay for some dirty nachos with some a margarita that's all mixed. You got a heartburn $100 later. You're like, at least the comics were funny. Right now. I have so many stories because I used to go to a lot of comedy shows. I just haven't been for a couple months, but, but, but I used to go to uh, to uh, what you might call uh, oh my god the Brea Improv, uh, the mm -hmm. Comedy Store, the Ha Ha. So I get it, man. Because somebody's like, wait, he's like, hey, I just want to get a soda. Oh, but there's a two, there's a two drink minimum, and you gotta get this. Gotta yeah, get that. You can buy a fifteen dollars soda and take the glass home, and it's so big it won't fit in your cabinet. That yeah. that'd be nice. 
I was yeah. telling Jack, I was telling Jack Jr., what the fuck, man? You trying to fuck you trying to fuck Mega Man up? What the fuck? I gotta make a profit, dog. The bottom of the glass, you read it before you wash it. Known to the state of California have chemicals that cause cancer. You're like, what the hell did I just drink a soda out oh, of? I, yeah, that's uh yeah, that's just something. But yeah, I've been going to a lot of comedy shows. Um, man, man, I mean, meeting the who's who's. I I, I saw Joe Rogan perform, Felipe mm -hmm. Esparza, Paul Rodriguez. Uh, you know who's a funny guy? Uh Renee Garcia's. I know, I know. I know a lot of funny guys that aren't as popular as everyone else on, the, on TV and everything else. But oh. it's part of the comedy game, man. Comedy is a portion of it. The rest is, there's a lot more missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who is crazy? Um, man, he's just out there. Willie Barsena. Oh, yeah. Willie's, Willie's been in it for a long time, man. He just interviewed, I saw, with uh, George Lopez on his podcast. So I'd love to hear that. There's probably going to be a lot of cheese man on that one that oh you want to so, you know, you know who's been blowing up? Uh, George Perez. Oh, George Perez has always been doing well, man. He's always been doing well. I think he found his home on that podcast and the What's Up. Oh, uh, no, no, What's Up? Uh, uh, what George, uh, uh, George Perez stories. Yeah, but then he partnered with these other guys, the something Foos. Foos Gone Wild. There it is. Yeah. Wild. A lot of stuff, man. Yeah, I've gotten uh, open for that guy a long time ago and be cool with him when he started up again with comedy and a lot of these guys, man. I've gotten a lot of molding, a lot of shape, a lot of fun stuff from all these guys. And uh, just trying to make it happen with my hand on the damn camera today. <laughs> he has to hold it. <laughs> I can hold it. I got little T-Rex arms, too. This is my whole entire arm. I got to hold it. So it's like, you see me straining. Charlie, you see me T-Rex arms and can't hold Mega Man's hand? We're out. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. But so, uh, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited. I'm like the... We're getting lower and lower down the totem pole of the movie. I know you start with like the stars and then the extras. After me's the gaffer. And then after the gaffer is going to be the security guard with the security thighs, little logo. I just stood there for eight hours a day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm glad God. to be in the movie, man. I'm glad to be in the movie. It was a great production. Uh, I'd love to see it all come together. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. a, so, so tell cool. me a little bit more about you, Mike. Uh, where did you grow up at? Where I grew up, uh, I'm homegrown in Ontario, California. I've always been all around the IE. I uh, went to a lot of different schools, <laughs> from Ontario Christian to, like, public art schools, a couple different high schools. I ended in Chafee. You know, see, huh? You know? Chafee Tigers. You no? Know? Hey. Tigers. And uh, class of 2002. It's my 20-year reunion this year, but no one's going. And... Uh, <laughs> No, no one goes. Reunions are gone. What's they Facebook? don't. They, they don't. That's it. It's like, no, I see your fat ass on Facebook all the time. I ain't trying to hang out with you. You got a problem. You got a drinking problem. I ain't gonna drink with you. What about yeah. the, what about the what about the ladies when you go to the high school reunions? Like, oh damn, man, she fucking blew up. Yeah, but here's the mess part. That's what they say about me, bro. I used to be in shape. I didn't have an extra gender. Like, damn, bro, you blew up. I just haven't hit my growth spur yet. I'm 37, so if I hit 38, <laughs> I think it's a year, bro. I'm in it. My knee hurts. I injured my knee. I feel like once I get better, it's going to start growing. Get oh, my, growth. my gosh, dude. Yeah, I don't miss those days. I don't miss because I don't want to see none of you guys. Nah, it's cool. I, I, I have nothing but good high school memories. Uh, but, you know, I'm married now with kids and grandbabies. Like, I'm yeah, bro. Yeah, 37 with granddaughters, bro. You think I wasn't Latino enough to be in this film, bro? I'm Latino yeah. enough. 
yeah. I don't speak Spanish, bro, but I got the niños, you know, and the niñas. And, uh, yeah, man. No, my, my wife's a little bit older than me, so I married into the grandbabies, but I've been here since they're born. So I've been Grandpa Mike from day one, which is nice. That's, that's awesome. How is it like balancing uh, with your family life, with, com with comedy, and also with acting? Because now it's like... Everyone doesn't want to be one-dimensional. Like, if you're going to be a comedian, I got to do podcasts. I got to do acting. I got to get out there. It's Because it's, now social media kind of helps a lot of people now these days. It helps a lot of people, but it also makes it a full-time damn job to try yeah. to make people laugh. There's no, like, hey, just see me at the comedy club or when I do the show. Now it's like, what are you doing today to make me giggle? <sighs> All this annoying stuff. But <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I try to balance as much as I can. Uh, I'm at that age where going to Costco and Target is like date night, bro. I splurge. Right, baby. Hot samples. Sometimes when I'm feeling real romantic, we stop by the food court first, bro. That's bro. that's the that's the pimp move right there, girl. You're, you're your hot dog and your ice cream and your chicken bake. Let's just walk around like fatties. Just oh, it's wonderful, bro. It's wonderful. Oh. And it actually saves me some money because some of the snacking. She's like, oh, let's get a bag of those, bag of those, ten of those. Like, no. I That's get it. Good. Hey, wait. When I go to Costco, first thing before I go to the food court, I get to all the samples. I I don't give a care because as long as I can make my ex lady full, hey, I'm saving about twenty, thirty dollars. Because you know how ladies are. Oh, I want this. I want that. Like, no. How's your stomach feel? Do you still feel full? Yeah, I feel full. So I'm gonna get you this. We'll go to Wendy's instead. Yeah, and then after we're done, she's like, "Let's eat some real food." I'm like, what the <laughs> that was real food, and it costs real money. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Real food. <laughs> <laughs> like they're supposed to have steak skewer samples every day at Costco. No, it ain't like hey, that. From 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 you being a comedian, does uh, sometimes in a way like our, our worst critics are, are like our wives or ladies and stuff. Do, does your wife ever see you perform or be like? Mm. Yeah, she comes to some gigs for sure. She comes to some gigs. She's real quick to be like, "Oh, that was not the one." That, but I, you know, I, I will say this: I perform extra hard when she's there. I don't think my wife has ever seen me bomb. She's seen me not do as well, but I don't Dude, think she's ever seen me I bomb. saw that eye. You went. I saw that. I, well, because I thought about it like, eh. there's been a couple times where I came home and she's like, let's just go to bed. You ain't getting nothing tonight. You weren't amazing tonight. But uh, uh, no, it's not off performance. I produce a lot. So sometimes it's off the production. So she gets a lot of the headache. I will tell her that. My wife is a trooper, she takes all the headache. Well, people go to the show and they're seeing like, oh, hey, look, this is a great time. I'm running back to her like, this fool showed up late. This dude's complaining about the pay. This lighting's messed up. They're not all, like, it's always like, do, 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 all the little stuff she hears. This comedian is supposed to do 10 minutes. Why is this, why is he still doing 29 minutes? Yeah, he's running the light. Hey, look, he's running the light. I'm, I'm freaking showing him right now. He's running the light. This fool, oh, it's the last time I booked him. This is the last time I booked this fool. Yeah. yeah. Have you, when you went to perform, like, were you scared to like, oh man, how am I going to top that? Like if a a famous comedian was on, then you jump on, like, how am I going to top that or something? Like, I don't want to be... Yeah, there's a couple times where Jeff Garcia or Mencia or Felipe or some of these guys that I've followed before just blew me out the water. And it's weird because, like, you go up and they, you start performing and everyone goes, takes a bathroom break. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm the, that's, I'm that's the UCI true. comedian. That's that guy. Yeah, I, I left, so I didn't get a UCI while he was performing. Yeah, that's... That's basically me sometimes, but you just got to step up to the plate, man. I'm a high energy guy and I'm a high energy comic. And to tell you the truth, that actually annoys some people, you know, because they don't like following the high energy. But you got to do that, man. It's a show. People are paying to be entertained. It's a show. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you you have any stories of any like heckler stories? Oh, of course, man. I've had a lot of different hecklers, a lot of different bad stuff happen on stage. But you know, here's here's the thing with me though, is I'm pretty self-deprecating, and I'm a little dude. I'm five foot two. Don't let this whole thing fool you. A little what T-Rex the fuck? I only look big on Insta, bro. I only look big. I thought you were like five nine or five ten. No, bro. This is a towel rack right here. The towel is right up here. Yeah. No. I'm fine too. I only look big on Insta, but um. So when I do that, a lot of times, a lot of guys don't look at me crazy. Like when you see like the big cholo comedians or big buff black dude talking to you disrespectful in front of your lady, those guys always want to get like, oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Not me, bro. They look at me and they're like, oh, look at that little guy. Oh, look at that little guy flirting with you. Oh, he's hey, funny. There is yeah. a lot of I call I, I well, you know, like there's there's a lot of tall women. I like to call them giraffe women. They love little five two guys. They're like, see, see, he got heart, man. See. Yeah, five like like so, tall, like five three, five four. Yeah, like way up there. So. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it's all good, man. I, I I'm comfortable with who I am and how I am, and I just have fun on stage and uh. I'm not, I don't, you know, I talk a little smack about people, but I always bring it back. Like some comics dig and dig and dig and they make someone have a bad day. I'm not trying to take my day out on somebody. I'm trying to make someone's day better. I know. I don't know why sometimes in a way like uh, for comedians when, you know, they, they're, you know, they talk a lot of shit, you know, to the, to the fans, but some fans just take it personal. I just know all these stories I hear from Felipe Esparza. They would just charge up on stage and try to beat the comedian up. Yeah. Well, Felipe is a big dude. Don't let the hey, fool. Like, he's a big dude. He's a big dude that comes from East L.A. So I get a lot of people that, you know, see him. And he, that guy's performed in some wild places. There's a place that it was Wild Coyotes or Tatia Flat, one of those places, like, right when I started, they had told me about how wild this place was. It was biker gangs and cholos. And, like, you had to talk about them to keep them engaged. But if you ever cross the line, they're throwing a beer bottle at you. Trying to hey, I, I was going to ask you, since you were telling me you're from Ontario, do you have any crazy stories of clubs? Because, you know, there's a Metro's. Uh, there's oh, the crazy whores. Like, all these. Oh, you're you, you trying to bring up the whole days. No, bro. I'm oh, married with what? grandchildren. What? Look at you trying to get me caught up in the replay. Someone's going to take 10 seconds out of this 10 years from now, and I'm not going to be able to do the Academy Awards just because you want to talk about the ghetto club rat days. Look yes, at you. I love those days. <laughs> I no, man, I was, I was a dancer in high school, believe it or not. I was a lot skinnier, and I could, like, lift myself and break dance and do all that. And then um, I would turn into, like, dancing, clubbing, doing all that. But you know what, dude? I'll tell you what. I was the guy at the club that everyone swore was gay. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? Like, I'd be there. There'd be, like, a bunch of girls. So I was friends with, like, the girls were, like, hairdressers and stuff like that. And, you know, all the guys want to get with that. And I was just like, I just want to dance, bro. I just want to dance, dude. I don't give a crap about these girls. I just want to dance. And I would literally go out and start to dance for it all the places. You know, you you know when you get in early, you get in free and it's free yeah. drink. I was that a single dad, bro. I don't got money for no drinks. I could go in free though. I go yeah. free. And I could do all that stuff. And then I would dance it up. And then all of a sudden these guys would be like, oh man, that dude's pimp. Look at all those girls. And then 10 minutes later, they're like, look at this fool dancing. He's gay for sure. He's not trying to get up on any of those girls. It's just him. Enjoying himself on the dance floor. And it's cool. It's cool. I don't mind. I'm not. You know? That I'm a sneaker. I'm, I'm, I'm a feminine. I'm metro. Okay? That the eyebrows. The eyebrows. I'm metro. 
a I lot got, of girls, yeah, a lot of girls would go like go ten to maybe thirteen, but there always have to be a gay guy. Always gotta be a gay guy, and they and they will come up. Or a five foot two short guy that they're just like ah, that's, that's just Mike, and they'll be like, yo, yo, Steven, uh, hey, I, I. I do haircut. Let me know. Here's my card. Like, dude, you're trying exactly. to be sick. You want to suck my dick, huh? Jesus. I don't know about going out. I don't know about that. You got yeah. some different club days than me, for sure. I don't know where you were clubbing. I was going to this club. They closed down. It was in Yerba Linda called uh, Foxfire. Oh, you're dirty. You're a dirty boy. That's why they shut it down from all the herpes, from all the outbreaks, all the STD a outbreaks. A lot of people don't know that. But you do. That's why we gotta do this on Instagram. I'll get monkeypox from you if we were in person. Get your dirty self, Mega Man. I'm sorry, man. Hey, I, back then I was a little sucio. I was like, I used to go to downtown Fullerton, go to Rock and Taco. Oh wow, DTS or all the little bars right there, like a little wannabe Mexico circle. They had all the Revolution and all that stuff. Okay. Yes. Well, you had to. That's that. That was our spot. Like. We live in Long Beach, and nothing was really cracking. You, we would go to to downtown Fortin or to West Covina or, or Whittier or anywhere in all those because that's where all the stuff was popping. Now I dance with my wife in the car, and we get down, bro. I'm talking shaking, moving. People are screaming at us from, like, swerving on the freeway, but that's mm -hmm. that's the life now, bro. Damn. That's the life now. But, that, but that's cool and stuff, like, you know, going to Costco and all and stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, bro, you, you, you're telling me, bro, Bed Bath & Beyond, when we're feeling real good, we might hit the 99 and DDs and Mark, you know, you do the whole thing, DDs, Marshalls, Ross, come back with a bunch of stuff you don't need, start redecorating stuff, doesn't need to be redecorated, it's amazing. Hey, hey I was going to ask you a question before we get to some other topics. I don't know why. I just feel like, were you into, like, the Rebel days, like, the Go-Go Dancers, like, the Deep I wasn't hardcore. To tell you the truth, I was a little wannabe breakdancer. I was a little wannabe chola at one time. But oh. they, they used to call me paragraph. I was too short to be an essay. I didn't really make the cut. <laughs> I didn't really make the cut. But, you know, five foot two is pretty easy to knock me out. I can't reach the pedals, you know, for the getaway car. It's just I couldn't I couldn't cut it. So then I got into breakdancing. So I was a little breakdancer. That was good for a while. And then I became a little bit of a metro pretty boy. Backstreet Boys were big, though. I'm going to tell you this. Like, Backstreet Apple Boys, like, at one point in time, the Backstreet Boys were legit, bro. Puku shells, you know, blonde hair. Like, my, my hairline used to go down here. I used to have the little B, but I think I bleached it too many times with Backstreet Boys. just creeping back quite a bit. I got, like, look at There's four. Yeah, I still got four. Oh, my God. So oh, I'm scared. My favorite boy band was fucking O-Town. What kind of? Bro, O-Town. What's your one-hit wonder, bro? That's it? I like them. They're Look cool. at Backstreet Boys, all men, all straight, all just slanging it with the ladies. They all have beautiful voices, and they all rotated in who was the best, who wasn't. You know, NSYNC oh, just man. had JT. Once JT left, it was gone. It was done. O-Town had one hit. Once you know, they tried with the second, they couldn't really make it with the third. It's just, you know... I don't know, man. You got new kids on the block, and you got fucking Manudo. Yeah, those, those, well, well, let's talk about it. Half the guys at Manudo are gay now, and half the new kids on the block. I'll give it to new kids on the block, though. They're legit. They're yeah, dope. They're, they're still doing it still. They're still doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's why I kind of monitored that after. I was like, dude, I want to be a pretty boy with a beautiful voice that gets the ladies and looks good. But then, I, you know, I'm sounding gayer than ever. I'm sorry. This ain't I'm, even about the spirit of anger. You, you can be whatever you want to be, and you're good. Oh it's just what God. people used to confuse me as. That's, that's what threw me off. Damn, even my man. wife says it. My wife says it a couple times now. Like, we do certain things, and she's like, are you sure? I'm watching you. You know what? I th some people, some ladies are like that because they're like, "Well, you're doing this. You dress, you dressing like Abercrombie's and Fitch, Hollisters, and all. I used to be like that. I used to be a pretty boy until I found out the owner was gay. You know, the CEO for Abercrombie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it's not that he was gay. He was trying to make like gay porn with all the kids. That that that's that's hardcore. That's that yeah, that that was a little hardcore. Um, I don't see his name on the Epstein Islands. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, which we call it uh. I, I just I just feel like it was a good so I, I used to have to make videos called Metro Mondays where every Monday I'd show something I do that's Metro but not gay. But Metro. I used to have to make a couple videos just because people were like joking with me, like I was like flat ironing my bangs because they were going down. I was just all kinds of little things like that. The did outfit you ever, did you did you ever have a faux hawk? Yes, bro. We both know I had a dance bro. Yeah. Uh, we both yes. know I did the faux hawk. We both know I did it all. Bro, I even had the one I was I had just the bangs. You know when you like shaved it? I bleached it, shaved it all, and just the long bangs. Like I come from Oaxaca or something, bro. Just yep. I used to do that. Remember the the, the affliction shirts and a listening to AFI, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's so weird that these are oldies now, bro. You'd be in the I damn know. supermarket and they're playing all that like on the oldie station. Gwen Stefani, what the hell? It's uh, it's pretty damn offensive. Yeah, man, that, those are the days. So switching gears, uh, man, we can go on forever for those. Uh, switching gears, uh, how did you get, uh, how did you hear about the movie Sam's Cry? <clears throat> Angel Ray. So Angel Ray is just one of these people, man, who I don't know if you already know. She becomes family, dude. She's just, just one of those people that are real quick to become family, to become friends. I did a TV show. Um, I did a TV show for, like, a Christian TV station, and I connected with her. She was doing the makeup at the time. And she was just oh, like, wow. you're cool peeps. I'm like, you're cool peeps. We're like, okay. And just immediately she was like, okay, let, let's support each other in this journey. And she's one of those people that will, like, back up what she says. A lot of people, you know, in this business are always like, oh, I'll support you. You support me. But they're just like, just share my stuff, okay? Just shut up and share my post when I tell you to share my post. But not her, man. She uh, she really got me involved in some stuff. She stayed looped into what I did. Um and then when the time came, she told me, hey, man, I got a part. It's small but important, and I think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, dude, this, let's, let's do it. I'm 100% in, whatever it is. It kind of messed up my schedule for a bit. And <laughs> the clothes were a little bigger than my size. That's the thing, man. When you get regular one-size-fits-all, it, it don't fit me, all right? I'm going to tell you that much right now. It don't fit me. So she had these one-size-fit-all things. So at the, at the movie, we're, like, pinning my shirt with, like, pins, clothes pins and everything. It was... It was hilarious, but it was a it was a fun time, man. I'm just glad to be involved, and I, I feel like uh, it's important uh, what what I got to play and portray in that movie, especially with what's going on now, what's what's happened in the past. I don't I don't want to give away too much, but I was a little bit of a whistleblower. Yeah, that's something <laughs> where for the movie, it's for a, a lot of things, you know, because of mental awareness. But for for you having an important role as being a whistleblower is something where 
when you look into the history of how everything is, a lot of people didn't want to lose their jobs at that and that's the, the and those county jobs and to the point it's like it's still the same, bro. It's still like that. Who wants to lose something you work so hard to get? Yeah. It's it's something and a lot of people don't want to be the snitch, but sometimes it, I think that's a that's a better term to say and not saying the word snitch, to say a whistleblower. Well, the fact is you want to protect the people you're around because there's a brotherhood, whether you're a regular employee, whether you're a warehouse employee, an officer, a doctor, a nurse, whatever you are, whatever field you're in, you have a brotherhood and a sisterhood that you get with everybody. A lot of times you do like the people you're with, but when something happens that is so wrong that it affects someone's life, living, and the people around them, you got to do what's right. You got to say what's right. You mm -hmm. got to put your, there's got to be a line. People try to look away and the line blurs and it gets very gray. But I'm, you know, this whole production wouldn't be happening. The law wouldn't have changed. Everything that went on with that family and the kids and the cousins and the aunts, or the whole family, it, it wouldn't have been the same if this guy didn't step up and say something. Everything would have been different. Yeah, I just feel like something went wrong and this is what happened and this is why this happened. I don't know. Just by just by interviewing you and end up and um, Vanessa next week and Concrete, and I look more into this movie Sam's Cry. It it really touches a lot of people's hearts. And I, and I was doing a podcast last night for three hours, and a lot of people were talking about things like, "Hey, I want to see this movie Sam's Cry because it's it's really important." And uh, I think a lot of people are. I'll be honest. A lot of people are sleeping on this movie, but I I see potential. Oh, yeah. With all the crap that's going on on Netflix and Amazon Prime and all the stuff, they're just <laughs> making Marvel movies out of anybody now. Like, <laughs> they're just yeah. throwing as much content as they can. This was coming out before the content was just stuck to the wall. Um, it, you know, when we were filming, the scenes was actually when, like, the, the Floyd stuff was happening with the cops and the knee on the neck and stuff like that, which kind of paralleled a little bit of what we were doing. Yeah. And um, and it was just like, ooh, like talk about more than relevant, you know. And just so you know, I got so many family and friends that are officers and PD, and not everyone agrees with it. And I'm the last guy you'll find talking smack about any law enforcement because I know that job is crazy hard. But like with any other job, something happens that affects someone's life. Someone's got to step up, man. Someone's got to step up, um, and I feel like this was like right on, right on point with what was happening. And it shows that it's not just with the police; it's in every industry you go to. Every industry you go to, there might be some shady stuff. There might be some people hurting. There might be some people dying from what we're doing and what's going on. And I just glad to play a part. There's someone that said, "You know, enough's enough. This is it." Yeah, it real intimidation, bro. Real intimidation. He's some big cholo looking dudes. Like I'm like, man, you. You're an actor, but I can tell you're not that far off from gangbanging. I can tell. There's, you're pulling from some real sources and some motivation when you're looking it's, at it's it. A, it's like, hey, you're 6'3". I'm 5'2". You know? Yeah, bro. They were really looking at me, and it was funny because I kept making the full cry, like, laugh because, you know, me, when I get nervous, I'm like, no, let me make him laugh. Let me be silly. Let me be funny. And he's, like, trying to get into the mode. Like, no, nah, man, don't even talk. I don't even want to look at you. Before we start filming, I'm like, mm, you sure you don't want to look at me? And I start blowing kisses. And, ah! and he's just like, who stop? Stop making me laugh. Yeah. I'm not trying to start during the video just because you want to be real and give me all your testosterone. Like, no, no. Oh. So...
So uh, with uh, with this movie and stuff, I mean, and you see, you see a lot on social media, man, everyone's really advocating for like mental awareness. That's a big thing. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how it's just mental awareness. Like, are you aware there's some crazy people out there, some hard stuff, some great, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 mental awareness is one thing, but putting action into what's going on, I think is the biggest thing. And that was the catalyst for this movie. Like, not only did something bad happen to someone mentally and physically that has to do with the mental health area, but foot was put in the butt. Like, they kicked some butt in this. They did a movement. They protested. They took it all the way to the court. They went and went and went. Um, yeah. so the law changed. So that's that's what I like about the movie is that it's not just, hey, guess what? You know, here, here I'm doing a challenge where I'm throwing ice on me or I'm doing a food eating challenge oh for the locals out there. Take care of them. Don't eat $5 so that one quarter can go to them when it's all set. Like, no, it's they said, look, this is what's happening. This is how it happened. This is a specific case that went wrong. And this is happening everywhere else. We're taking this to court. If you guys want to help mental health, this is where we start, right here. You hold these people accountable. We have this money for these people, these, you know, this access. And it changed the law, man, which is pretty, pretty intense. That's, yeah, that's true. Like, just get down to the nitty gritty instead of doing these ice challenges, which I don't want to, my nipples, I don't want my nipples to get, fro like, free. You know, I, I, I think awareness leads to the January 6th stuff, where people just get mad and angry, and they're breaking into places, doing stuff, and I, I mean, I, I understand that too. The kind of anger you have, you just want to get it out somehow, some way. But I don't think enough people lay paths. Like, hey, if this is really bothering you, here's a path. Let's put a path together for you guys to walk down so that there's actually some results from all the anxiety, all the anger, bro. Yeah. So, how, how, was, how was it like working with, like, the whole team? Like, you have Angel, you have Concrete, Enda, Vanessa, uh, just everyone. How was it like working with them behind the scenes? Here, here's the thing, bro, is I am oblivious to stuff. So you can have a million Instagram followers joking with me. I, I didn't know. My bad. My bad. I'm spending my time at Costco and Walmart. I told you that. So what's cool with me is I just treated everyone like regular dudes, and they all treated me like regular dudes back. It's funny. Only after we filmed, and we all connected on social media. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so you rap? Okay, so you got recording art? Okay. Oh, so this comedian is bigger than me? Okay. So I was like, okay. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so you, okay. I was just like, after the fact. But they were all cool people, man. I'm just glad to be a part of the production and anything Angel Ray does. She puts her heart into it. And, um, you know, just uh, now that it's all said and done, I'm, I'm trying to just ride this wave of, putting something together for an actual movie. I'm excited to be part of it. I don't know where it's going to come out, how it's going to come out, when it's going to come out, but my face is going to be on there too. I just got to lose some more weight so that I look skinnier. And then, then I can tell everyone, oh, no, I got fat for the role. I got fat for the role. And then after I was done with the movie, I lost some weight and I got my jawline back. And, uh, <laughs> and also, don't you have any performance coming on, coming on tonight? Uh, tonight I'm in Chino Hills um, at Estancia at the Grand Conquista. I think I'm saying that right, bro. I don't even speak Spanish. Just so you know, I'm one of those Mexicans. Those Taco Bell Mexicans. Order Chalupa and TJ and all that stuff. Oh, Mexican pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, that's my favorite, dude. <laughs> that's my favorite. Hey, um, 
Guess what I found uh, yesterday at 7-Eleven because it's discontinued. You can't find them anymore. Uh, those Klondike, those uh, chocolate tacos. Choco tacos? Yeah, those chocolate. Yeah, I found one. They stopped making them? Yeah, they discontinued them. Cl uh, Klondike. Oh, my God. Rest yeah, in peace. That's why I would totally get a teardrop for that. I'll get yeah. a teardrop for Mexican pizza, a teardrop for Choco tacos. Yeah, but that. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't had a Mexican taco, Mexican pizza at fucking Taco Bell. I'm gonna have to go try it today if they still have it. It's nothing special. It's more nostalgic, bro. It's more from the club days. You're looking for something to eat after. You don't trust the guy with the hot dog weenies outside because you see like roaches and cucarachas. So, so you just say, you know, I'm gonna go to Taco Bell and get I my choice that way. I don't know. If I didn't have that much money after the clothes at, uh, at downtown Fortin, me and my friends, we would just go to Jack in the Box and get like freaking 25 tacos. Yeah, you're right. Those are it, too. The soy, your soy tacos. See? You're a Jack in the Box taco man yourself. Oh, See? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, so do you have any like, any like crazy comedy, like comedy stories of like, any, you don't have to mention names, but any like crazy stuff you saw, like, like some crazy, because I know a lot of comedians, they have stories because when they start doing podcasts, they're not mentioning people, but they have some crazy stories. Like, I think I know who that is. Yeah, I got some crazy stories, man, but I I don't know. It's not really what I do anymore. It's so weird because, like, I started off as a dirty comedian just doing, like, dirty jokes, comedy clubs, stuff like that, talking about sex and making love to midgets and all kinds of weird mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, let me put that on my bucket list. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not part of my credits. But slowly but surely, I started to do a little more clean and then a little church and then like a little school assembly and more and more and more. And believe it or not, I became like a clean comedian. Now, I here's the thing. When I do churches, I have to tell them, look, I'm not a Christian comedian. I'm a comedian that just happens to be Christian. Oh. That's it. So I'm going to do my comedy. I'm going to do my thing. You're not going to hear a lot about church and this and that because sometimes – um, they try to divide it like that. They say, oh, you're a clean comedian. You're going to be, oh, tell me Jesus jokes. And I want to hear about the book of Job. And like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to hear about all my real life stuff in a clean way, you know, because I know how to clean it up. And then I uh, ended up getting a lot of comedians to do the same. So I ended up getting like a lot of dirty comedians you find at comedy clubs and just saying, dude, I just need 10 minutes. I just need 15 minutes. I just need 20 minutes. And before you knew it, I was producing all these church shows, clean comedy fundraisers, stuff for corporate, the city of Ontario that I live in. It just We even created a school assembly, bro. I was a PTA president at my son's school. What? And this was back, this was back, bro, when like Columbine had happened. A lot of the bull, like it was all about bully. The word bully was that trigger word, anti-bully. We need anti-bully. And we got together with a couple different schools and we all paid all this money and they brought in these kids from Columbine. And, dude, it was a horrible story and everyone was crying. And I realized we are over uh, exposing these kids. This wow. is overexposure, especially at that age. I'm like, they don't need to hear this. It's tra traumatic enough that people went through that. But I just felt like as a parent, okay, this is a board, like boundary I shouldn't have crossed. And I didn't cross it. Everyone else did. You know, they were all there. Um, but I was just part of the PTA back then. So when I got in charge, I created an assembly. I got a buddy who's a magician from the Magic Castle. I got my DJ. I got another comedian. I got a juggler. And I said, look, dude, we're going to put together this little mini heck of an assembly as a reward assembly. But we'll put a message in it. Instead of anti-bully, I want it to be pro-kindness. Um, 
You get what I'm saying? Because I, I don't like the double negative, you know? Uh, an anti-war rally is still anti-anti. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where the, the hate comes from, the anti, as opposed to pro this. So instead of anti-hate, I'm like pro-peace. So instead of anti-bully, I, I named it leading with kindness. And so what we did is we came up with different qualities of a leader being respectful, responsible, safe, in school, out of school, and... The kids loved it, man. They'd come in with a DJ playing. They're like, oh, it's an award assembly. I would go up there and you'd see them all quiet and I would start joking with them and they're like looking at me like, what? Like, are we supposed to laugh? I'm like, yes, it's fun. This is not you like assemblies. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a juggler. So they're like, what? Like the little brains were exploding. Like, what's going on? This is fun. They're like, yeah. And then I'd bring up the other comedian. He would do some jokes and we would use a, like a, either a teacher or a principal, we'd use them in situational skits. Because when I was doing the PTA too, we had a we had a racism assembly, right? And um, it was funny because my kids' school was like 99.99% Latino. So there's like two white kids, two black kids, a thousand Mexicans, right? And we had a, a racism assembly and it was all about black and white all about black and white. They didn't say Latino not one time in the whole damn assembly. So everybody was looking at them like, man, those white kids and black kids really hate each other. Oh man, this is crazy. And it was like, wait a minute, this is this, we missed the mark on this one. So we made it basically where our assembly would um, target the top three problems schools were having. And over time we realized they were all different. Like some of them it's racism. Some of them, it's social media bullying. Some yeah. of them, it's exclusion. Some of them, it's name calling. Some of them, we had one where it's like a high population with special education. So they're making fun of them on the recess. So we had, to like, we had to like adjust the material and the skits for every one of these schools. But they loved it because they were like, oh, you're specifically talking about our problems. Our kids feel empowered when you leave. Not like we're telling them, no, no, no. And... um it just ended up being well, man. We, you know, it blew up. We've done over 173 schools nationwide. And we were sponsored by the police department to come in to do some anti-vape stuff when that became big. And um, it's just been great, man. That's something that's going to kickstart again now that schools are in person again. It took a minute. But uh, we, we bring a whole production, bro. It's fun times. It's a fun time for the kids. <laughs> that's not kind of to see. If I was there to see the kids' eyes, like, they're all shocked, like, okay, like, it's all fun, yeah. you know? Because it, yeah. it's kind of hard for kids, because, you know, to show them, you know, fun stuff, because they always want to be on the iPad or on the phones and stuff like that. They want to stay home. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and comedy is different from them. They're all watching comedy right here. This is it. Reels, TikTok, YouTube, that's comedy for kids. They don't understand the real-life interaction comedy yet, and when they get it, it's it's wonderful for them. And sometimes we'll play games, sometimes we'll do interactive stuff, and it's just, we did it on Zoom for a while, too. We're like, forget it. Let's adapt it. That's why we got the Zoom wall and all the production. It doesn't matter on Instagram Live. Still got to hold this thing on Instagram Live. <laughs> but, you know, other people's technology is caught up. Did you ever <laughs> see some of the stuff, like, back when everyone was locked down, they had Zooms, and there was a video of a Zoom where they're doing, like, a business uh, meeting and all. And he thought he shut off, he shut off his uh, Zoom, but he was bringing his lotion, his his, his uh, toilet paper because he was gonna jack off and shit. And he thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, man. I think people that don't take this online stuff serious are a joke. If they're sitting around in their underwear and stuff, you know, hanging out. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I just think that they are ridiculous. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. This is a quality show with quality people with pants. All right. We're both wearing business suits from the night. Um, yeah, man. I, I told you, bro. This is a long day already for me. But, hey, hey, you're just keeping it real. That's it. You're just keeping it real, hey, man. I, I could have got pants or I could have fixed the lighting. I fixed the lighting. That's that's what happened here. Oh my so, god! Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. But no, we did uh, we did zooms, and you know what? Here's the thing with the zooms. Not every comic is adaptable to zooms, and this is why I produce so many shows. What I do is I try to find the right comics and their material to fit the situation. When people were on sucky zoom shows, because there was a lot of them, you had comics that were not adaptable to online. I got comics that could go online and destroy. We did senior homes. We did school assemblies. We ended up getting a contract with uh, Keller Williams through my buddy Roberto. And we did Keller Williams uh, real estate offices across the country, bro. It was amazing for their Christmas parties. But we had comedians that are quick paced, high energy, ready to go.